All right, I got my guy, Ulrich Dimfla. He is the founder of the Carol Bike. Coming back for round two on the show of the podcast. Super excited to have you again. Welcome to the show, brother. Thank you so much for having me. So for those of you that missed our first podcast, Ulrich is the founder of Carol Bike. And in that episode, we destroyed a bunch of fitness myths. Now, for people that don't know about the Carol Bike, the Carol Bike is really known for... Basically, what I would say is getting a workout, a cardiovascular workout in less than 10 minutes a day, which is equivalent to 45 minutes of cardio. Does that sound about right? That's exactly right. So yes, you can get the benefits of a 45-minute run in five to eight minutes, depending on how much you're in a rush. Yeah. So... For people that didn't catch that episode, Ulrich, kind of explain how is that even freaking possible? Because anybody that's listening even right now is like, that sounds great, but show me the research, show me the data. And I'm a big yeah. data guy too. And there's some data to show that, hey, this is effective and efficient and it works. Yeah, sure, sure. So the Carol bike is the smartest, most effective exercise bike. And it's been scientifically proven to give you double the health and fitness benefits in 90% less time compared to regular cardio. And that's achieved through simple AI personalized workouts that are suitable for any age and fitness level. Those workouts can be done in as little as five minutes. The longest it takes is eight minutes, 40 seconds. And the craziest thing is you only need to work hard for two 20-second sprints. So the rest of the time is just a gentle warm-up uh, and recovery. Now, the bike uses something called rehit. That's reduced exertion, high-intensity interval training. Uh, most people will have heard of hit, and rehit is a new and improved form of Hit. It was developed by scientists, so it wasn't developed by us. We, we were building there really on very robust academic work. Um, it was developed by scientists looking for the shortest, most effective and accessible way to exercise. And, and research has proven that rehit is the fastest way to get fit. And so a rehit session, you... Just to describe it briefly, is you, you have a very light warm-up, two minutes, and then you go all out for a 20-second sprint where you really push to your limits. So it's, it's a very short period, but you push very, very hard to your limits. Then you have a short recovery, second 20-second sprint, and then a cool down. And the secret is basically you push to your limits and even though it's so short, you um, trigger an adaptation uh, mechanism and an adaptation pathway that would otherwise only be hit through much longer exercise. Um, and the secret is really going, pushing to your limits, so going all out and increasing that intensity very rapidly. Um, and that way you create something like a fight or flight situation and you signal to your body that it has to get much fitter and stronger. So that, um, that rapid onset of intensity 
leads to the release of certain signaling molecules that tell your body it has to get fitter and stronger. And the, the clever bit is that the signaling molecules get released at the very beginning of the sprints. So you don't even have to do terribly long sprints or very many of them. No, it's really just two 20-second sprints is enough to, to release those signaling molecules and therefore create a very, very powerful training stimulus. It's really remarkable. And I think too, when you're talking about these signaling molecules, what we're doing is we're, sti we're stimulating and we're stimulating the mitochondria, right? In our, in our cells and those power, what people would refer to basically as power plants. And when we look at our biology and having strong mitochondria is important for aging, inflammation, everything in our body, our brain health, our heart health. So that's a really key piece, I think. And I think that's what you're talking about, right? We're stimulating those signaling molecules to create more robust mitochondria. That's, that's exactly right. So this is um, entirely the, the essence of why REHIT is so effective. So we ultimately release a signaling mole molecule that's called PGC1-alpha, which is the master regulator for mitochondrial biogenesis. So it regulates um, and stimulates the development of more and larger mitochondria. And mitochondria are the, the, the um, elements in your cells that help you burn oxygen and, and create energy. And so it's a, a very important part of your metabolism and of your, your biology. And it ultimately leads to an increased ability to metabolize oxygen. And that's, that's measured as your VO2 max, which is your, your maximum ability to, to use oxygen during exercise. And we see remarkable increases in VO2 max after very few weeks and, I mean, an incredibly short net amount of training. Um, so it's around 12%. That's quite consistent in scientific studies and also what we see amongst our users, a 12% increase in VO2 max in only eight weeks with minimal time commitment. So three times, five to 10 minutes per week. You do that for eight weeks and your VO2 max can increase on all increases on average by 12%. And now that is, that is very, very significant. VO2 max is, is not just any old health marker. VO2 max is probably the most important health marker you've got. It's the strongest correlate to life expectancy. And studies have shown that um, an increase in VO2 max by 10% um, gives you two years of healthy life expectancy. So it's, yeah, it's very remarkable how much benefit you get in, with, with extremely little time. Yeah. And VO2 max is a big one because everybody that is in the anti-aging and longevity circles, mm. they're talking about VO2 max. How do we increase VO2 max? Because that is a key marker of longevity. kind of like you mentioned. Absolutely. And from my understanding, most people are, are increasing their VO2 max or a lot of the exercise they look to do 
is what is known as zone two cardio. Is that kind of what you're seeing too in the, in the cart? Yeah. And so mm -hmm. zone two cardio for people that don't know, that's more of that, like kind of brisk walking for like a lot and getting your heart rate up to, I believe 220 minus yeah. your age times 60 to 70%. And you want to keep your heart rate in that range for about 40 to 45 minutes. So most of us are going out and rucking or doing something for 45 minutes to get the zone two cardio. We want about 150 minutes a week. But with the Carol bike, I can do that. And if I wanted to bare minimum three times a week, and that's a total of what three, a three minute workout technically, because it's three 20 second sprints. Exactly that. So, so you get an incredibly short time. So the whole topic with zone two and zone five or generally with zone two is a slightly tricky and I would say almost controversial. So Ooh. one thing, exercise is the most important thing that you can do for your health. Maybe, I mean, sleep, I find for me, sleep is almost the number one because sleep is, has such great impact and it's so immediate. Um, but for me, the number two clearly is exercise. And then there's many other things, nutrition and so on that you can do, but exercise is ultra important. And so we don't want to poo-poo or talk down any type of exercise. That's, um, we, we want to encourage people to exercise. So that's a good thing. And if people enjoy zone two training, um, then wonderful, please do it. And there, there are great ways to, to do zone tra two training on the Carol bike. So it's also designed for that. Um, while it, we focus on the, the short rehit workouts, it's, it's a very versatile bike and it's uh, very useful for zone two training. And zone two training has gained, um, especially in the last year, maybe last couple of years, um, actually a lot of traction. There's some very big names um, in our space that advocate zone two training very strongly. And that's fine. We, we, and especially if it's like a combination of zone two and zone five training. So where you have a baseline of lower intensity training, um, but you also get high intensity uh, workouts in. The thing is, if you, if you do search PubMed for zone-based training or zone two training, you, you would find very little research on this. So um, there, the, the fitness community has run actually a little bit ahead of what the, the scientific research really backs up. Um, and so we, we encourage any type of workout, but my recommendation would be if you want something that has um, kind of a proven and scientifically validated really large impact in little time, then rehit is your go-to workout. Um, and that should be, I think, for anybody who's um, kind of questioning, how do, I, how do I spend my precious time to get health and fitness benefits? That would be my first call. And then if you um, have further time, yeah, by all means, do add your zone two training in there. Um, you will get additional benefits. I'm, I'm very clear about that. Um, but the baseline, in my view, should be something that gives you maximum benefits in minimum time. And that's where rehit is, is so powerful um, and where basically vigorous exercise can add something that, that you wouldn't get from zone two training. Yeah, 
I, I completely agree. And um, the, the the thing about zone two, too, that's interesting uh, in general, people like the zone two because there's the cardiovascular benefits is that's what we see more. Uh, and just in general, as we age, we want uh, good blood flow, good circulation, good lymph movement. So if you're walking and doing stuff for 45 minutes, we can probably guarantee that you're going to have that. So having cardiovascular health is important. However, to my understanding, zone two is not going to more or less, it's not going to increase mitochondria. You're not going to get a mitochondrial biogenesis kind of effect, mm -hmm. which you're going to get from strength training and rehit. So yeah. to your point, yeah. uh, I think rehit is a little bit, it's, it's king and it's shorter on time. You and I both know as a health coach, I coach a lot of people and uh, they, time is one of the biggest barriers that is getting in everyone's way. And that's why yeah. I was so excited, by the way, Ulrich, and, and I think you know this, but I had to feature you guys in my best-selling book, Ignite, because I, yeah. I wanted to share this technology with the world and everybody else because awesome. as a first responder, a former first responder, former police officer for 15 years, I have two boys, nine and six. I didn't have time to work out. When my first son was born... I ran out of time. And one of the biggest things with shift work and all these things, and I coach these guys in the first responder community mm -hmm. now, that's always a big thing. I don't have time. And I'm like, BS, bullshit, you do have time. Mm -hmm. And here's why, because I share with them things like this technology and the research. So um, it's a real game changer, I know, for my family. And by the way, I got to off to send you a video. I have my boys, nine and six, are jumping on the Carol bike uh, <laughs> just because they've seen me doing it. And um, now they're doing it. So awesome. Yeah, I mean, time is, um, and time for exercise is that, I mean, in fact, it's another controversial topic, because if you really look at the, the academic society, like the, the, the researchers in exercise physiology, uh, there, there are really, there are two camps. There, um, there's a, a, a very well fans of, of high-intensity training, vigorous intensity training, um, and who, who strongly advocate that, uh, do the research, have the data to show that it's good. And then there's another camp who have um, a slightly more skeptical view and uh, who, who basically acknowledge that um, uh, rehit and hit is, is very time effective and and that it's safe and um that and so on so so they don't challenge it on that thing but they say oh it might be too intense and when people when you survey people why they don't exercise yeah the number one reason is always i don't have time for exercise and they basically claim that that's a little lie yeah <laughs> that we're, we're basically uh deceiving ourselves um, and we're, we're spending so much time on Instagram, TikTok, Netflix, and so on, that um, we, we're not really in a position to say, oh, I don't have time for exercise. Um, and therefore, it's not about having shorter workouts, but having workouts that are more fun, yeah? more enjoyable somehow. And, and there people can argue, okay, maybe zone two is, is actually, uh, because it's, it's a lower intensity, um, that it's more enjoyable. Not for me, but maybe for some people. The thing I'd answer to or respond to that is, I, I think the, the competition for our time is very, very real. Um, Instagram, TikTok, those guys are like trillion dollar companies because they're so good to, in, in stealing our time. 
and and um, with all the other distractions we have, um, people are not even getting enough sleep, even though the negative impacts of um, lack of sleep are so clear and obvious. Like you feel rubbish the next day. People still don't get enough sleep. So time is very precious. And I think there's a, a, a very, very good reason and strong argument to, to create exercise that um, gives you the benefits of a full workout, but does it in a very, very time effective way. And that's what we try to deliver to our customers. Yeah. One of the things I wanted to also chat with, so VO2 Max, we just, we got into a lot, the, mito, the mitochondrial um, the mitochondrial boost that people are getting, mm -hmm. which is huge. But also, you know, there's this concept known as EPOC, which is this, mm -hmm. um, I, I got, I, I'm just blanking on now what it stands for. It's, it's like a, excess post-exercise oxygen consumption. So it's the metabolic um, benefit. Yes. Yeah, so, so cardiorespiratory fitness is, is, is one, well, is, is probably the main benefit, but there's, um, there's a second main benefit, which is around metabolic health um, and an increased metabolism. And so, yeah, that, that's, it's. Uh, and Ulrich, the reason I want to bring up this idea of EPOC mm -hmm. is because this was a big concept that the people at Orange Theory, when they came out with their, yeah. uh, their fitness um, franchise, they were saying, well, our workouts induce EPOC, guys. And this is why people are burning more fat. They are losing weight. Oh, no. They're having more of a metabolic effect. They're feeling better and all these things because our workouts stimulate EPOC where a lot of your gym workouts don't. But guess what? The Carol bike does this also. So yeah, explain how this works for people. And you don't have to be in class for an hour and drive to the gym. You can just do it at your home like me for 10 minutes or less. Yes. Um, Joel, I, I'm really sorry. You, you got caught off there. I, I didn't catch the whole thing. Um, oh, yeah. No worries. Uh, let me put a, I'll put a little marker here and I'll go back and I'll, I'll edit that. Don't worry. Okay. So one of the things I wanted to ask you, can you hear me? Yes, yes. Okay. So one of the things I wanted to ask you was this idea of Epoch, which mm -hmm. became very popular a few years back when Orange Theory Fitness came out. Orange Theory, the franchise came out and they were talking about our workouts are superior because, you know, we, our workouts stimulate this effect known as Epoch in the body. And that's the reason why people come to our workouts and they're seeing they're losing weight. They're having a better and more efficient metabolism. And that was like all the rage back then. But the cool thing is Carol bike can do the same thing. And I don't have to drive to the gym or an orange theory fitness and work out for 45 minutes to an hour. I can just do it right here in my office for 10 minutes, three times a week. Absolutely. So that's right. So, so epoch excess post exercise oxygen consumption is an important um, benefit, additional benefit of the Carol workouts and of rehit. And we have um, some really good data, and this been been published by um, Western University Colorado, to show that in fact two thirds of the calorie consumption from a rehit ride happens in the two hours after you finished your workout. So. The workout is so short and the exertion is so little that um, you actually don't burn that many calories while you're on the bike. But then you have for uh, 90 to 180 minutes afterwards, 
um, this afterburn effect so that your your just your whole metabolism is in an elevated state and you continue to burn calories afterwards and that makes it um, a meaningful uh, contributor to to your calorie consumption and so so if weight management is one of your objectives and let's face it, it's important for many people, that is an important contributor. So for, for the cardiorespiratory fitness benefits, um, two to three times doing this rehit workout, five minutes, five to eight minutes is enough. Um, but if you wanted to, and I, I do it more often than that, um, and also just because I, I get um, a a meaningful amount of calorie burn and of epoch and and metabol raising my metabolism in through this short workout when I, I do it most days in the morning and that's basically something that um helps me balance my i, I think calories in calories out not everybody is a uh, is a is a fan of that concept and it's not the be all and end all but it's for sure important like we can't ignore it altogether and um it's it's an easy way for me to balance that equation. Yeah, very 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 cool stuff. Um, you know, I wanted to ask you because uh, we just jumped into things, but people that may not understand, there we just jumped into this this bike mm -hmm. and this AI technology. But briefly, just talk about how the AI technology works because the the perennial study that was done that really. Mm -hmm jettisoned and launched your guys to creating this bike was if i remember correctly you told me the story that they were they had athletes on a bike and they were actually holding like the bike manually to like resist yeah. the amount of resistance that they were pushing against but now with this ai technology your bike can actually determine how much resistance i'm giving it and give me just the right amount of resistance so that i create this because what people may not understand is they might say Okay, well, well, can I just get any bike? Can I just get yeah. a Peloton? Can I just get a Airdyne bike? And those are all great, but they're not doing what Carol is doing exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, explain that. Sure. So, um, as I said earlier, the the research into Rehit um, is well established, and um, we're building on that. Um, and the original research was done on specialized research equipment. Um, that is operated by a second person. So you, you go to an academic lab um, and they, they did those scientific trials in a supervised setting and the research technician would um, assess you um, and based on your weight and your fitness and his like professional judgment as to what resistance you require for your sprints would, would plate load these bikes and then manually apply the resistance so the optimum resistance at the optimum time um for you um, and the the optimum resistance is is well, i mean this is would be relatively hard for people to know just without experience um when and how to apply it it should be you you should basically accelerate to really fast pedal speed at low resistance and then the correct resistance should be applied instantly um, so that uh, you're, it's a bit like uh, cycling up a steep hill. If you, if you started in the steep bit, you, you would be struggling to reach like your maximum output. 
um, you would want to build up speed in the flat and then apply the resistance. And so to, to get this optimum rehit workout, you'd either need this specialized research equipment and a lab technician by your side, or, and this is where, where Carol Bike comes in, um, our bike can do all of that automatically. So it's a computer controlled bike and we have um, the experience of hundreds of thousands of rides. And so our AI algorithms run over that and analyze it in the context of like, all your personal specifics and then determine what is the optimal resistance for you. And the bike guides you through the workout and applies it at the resistance at the right time and then keeps adjusting it um, to your fitness level. So if you, as you get fitter and stronger, it gets harder. Or if you, um, if you had to take a break from training, from working out, it also uh, gets easier again to be, basically give you an optimal rehead workout. And that's something um, that's just very difficult to replicate on a normal bike. In fact, so the first time I heard about Rehit, I, I literally fell in love and thought I need to do that. And I bought myself a regular exercise bike. Um, but the experience was just very poor because it's very hard to do on a regular exercise bike. And then when we got in contact with the, with the researchers who did this research, the, the first thing they told us was, well, you need a special bike. Um, but there was no special bike for consumers. There, were, there was special research equipment operated by a lab technician. And that's just, that's not useful for um, mass market um, adoption. And so that's, that's how we got to developing a bike because we, we thought there must be a better way of doing that. Um, and okay, this, this is a 10 year story now. And I think we got pretty good at it. And the Carol bike is in fact, totally optimized and um, provides a very, very good experience for rehit. And we, we can see that in our data that it really works. Yeah, agreed. One last health benefit I just wanted to highlight that I just learned about. I, I had a guy on my podcast who specializes in this non-synthetic form of human growth hormone. It's a supplement, really. And I asked mm -hmm. him, well, what are some of the ways that you can stimulate human growth hormone naturally? Now, this is a big deal for a lot of the men, again, that I work with because as we age, human growth mm -hmm. hormone goes down and testosterone. Mm -hmm. And these men are feeling weak and just you know, inflamed and overweight, all these things. And he said, if you, he said, one of the easiest ways is it takes time and, and it takes work. You have to go out and he said, sprint as hard as you can, like, or 70%, let's say if you're all out max, like for one minute, let's say, and then you would rest. Well, mm -hmm. anyways, what he was basically describing, I was smiling because I'm like, that is very similar to similar to a rehit exercise. So again, I don't know. Um, and I'm sure, you know, Ulrich, but just some of the benefits of this kind of sprint work could potentially also augment and optimize hormones, at least for men and women, I'm guessing. And that's going to help with, um, downstream effects of stress, weight loss, sleep, all these good things. And of course, building muscle and being less inflamed. So just another kind of cool thing. Yeah. So uh, you're, you're absolutely right. And the if you listed the whole list of benefits, it's, it's a staggeringly long list. So it's, yes, for hormonal health, absolutely. Um, 
metabolic health, your, um, your risk of developing things like type 2 diabetes, you can have, I mean, really dramatic improvements, again, only in eight weeks. So your risk of developing type 2 diabetes, um, scientifically shown, um, reduces by 62% in only eight weeks with very minimal time requirement. Um, and then there's other things. So you, so you mentioned hormones. There's um, like brain health. Uh, uh, it it um, stimulates the release of BDNF, brain-derived neurotropic factor, which, which keeps your brain healthy and, and young and adaptable. Um, it offsets the, the negative effects of, of lack of sleep. So, so if you're struggling to get enough sleep, um, even like first priority to, is to get enough sleep, but um, intense exercise offsets some of the deleterious effects of uh, insufficient sleep. Um, on, on mental health, it's been shown to be as effective as psychotherapy or um, antidepressants in treating um, anxiety and depression. So there's, there's really a very long list of, um, of benefits. And it shouldn't actually surprise all that much because it is, there's a long list of benefits from exercise. And so um, this is just basically taking the benefits of exercise and putting it into a very, very short um, and very time-efficient package. Yeah. You know, one last thing, and then I want to ask you some of the new and exciting things that's going on with Carol and just some of the things you're adding. But uh, I'm going through this anti-aging course right now and a certification. Awesome. And one of the things my naturopath doctor highlighted was a recent study done out of Nature uh, Magazine. And that was, and I, and I know you're familiar with this, this idea of exercise snacking, but the mm -hmm. study showed that one minute bursts four times a day. So you're going to complete these short bursts of vigorous activity. That was linked. That was linked to a 40% reduced risk of dying from any cause. Yeah. So yes, I'm, I'm familiar with that study. And um, again, it just shows the, how powerful vigorous intensity exercise is. And those were um, so slightly longer less intense um so they're, they're vigorous i think they're called vilpa they're um, called yeah the, so the study anybody and i'll look into the show notes it's called mm -hmm. the association of wearable device measured vigorous intermittent lifestyle physical activity with mortality and the conclusion of the study and i'll just the sentence the the punchline is it says we found as few as two to three short bursts of approximately three to four minutes of VILPA per day, which again is intermittent lifestyle physical activity, uh, was associated with a substantial lower cause of, uh, you know, um, cardiovascular disease and cancer mortality risk. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And we're confident that um, I, I, we're confident that our two twenty-second sprints are actually more powerful than these VILPA. Um, exercises. So um, with this, we're discussing this um, with our academic partners, some of the researchers that were uh, involved in that study too. And um, so these two 20-second sprints at maximum intensity um, are deemed or uh, presumed to deliver all of those benefits um, that have been shown in that VILPA study. So exercise snacking, great thing. Uh, vigorous like Vilpa, great thing. One way to get it in 
to get the benefits of that in a in a structured way is um is to do rehit on on the carol body yeah yeah get it get it done why do three to four minutes just do a two 20 second all-out sprints yeah exactly and also to um so the the um the thought behind vilpa is in a way uh, that even if you so if if it's not um exercise per se but it is just vigorous intensity lifestyle physical activities that um that you can reap those benefits but most of us don't have those um vigorous intensity lifestyle physical activities because we have office jobs and we we're keyboard warriors and, and yeah that's that's just what what is true for many of us yeah 100 percent you know, the research with Rehit, just, I'm just thinking too back to the beginning when, when you mm. know, that, that study that launched Carol Bike. But now Carol Bike's been launched for, how many years has, has Carol Bike been around? So we started in earnest in 2019 to, um, to market our bike. Uh, to be honest, the, the research or kind of the development journey for us started in 2012. So we've been at it for a while. Um, but uh, we've we've marketed the bike since 2019. So you've got about four years of, of data. So I'm just curious, you know, you've got your, which is really neat is you've got a lot of data, I'm sure now too, that mm -hmm. wasn't available in the rehit um, stratosphere before. Have you been able to pull that data or are you guys doing your own studies or is there anything that you can, that you guys are looking maybe even long-term studies? Because that one was just an eight mm -hmm. week study, which was great, but is there anything that you guys are doing to compile that data? I'd be curious. Yeah. So, um, so first, you're, you're absolutely right. If you, if you compare um, the amount of data we have versus what academic researchers collect, we're orders of magnitudes, uh, dealing with orders of magnitudes, larger data sets. So where uh, a normal academic trial would have would run somewhere six to 12 weeks, three sessions per week, 20, 30, 40, 50 participants. So you get like hundreds of workouts. We have hundreds of thousands of workouts. And, and we, we can obviously analyze that data. And that's how we train our AI to optimize the workouts for our user. That's one thing. The other thing is um, about making, making it easier for our riders to to stick to their workouts, to adhere. So that's effectiveness is one thing, but adherence is really, that's the holy grail of exercise. Um, so if you find something that works for you, that, wonderful, yeah? Adherence is really king. Um, and one thing that uh, we're very proud of that, and that's completely borne out in our data, um, is the, the effect and the, um, the emotional response, so the affective balance um, from shorter sprints. So we've introduced some, it's probably a year ago, alternative rehit protocols that use instead of two 20 second sprints, three 15 second sprints. I tried that workout, it, it destroyed me. <laughs> that third, that third sprint was harder than I thought. Okay. Okay. So, um, and that may be true for you, but, um, so across a large number of users, we found that, um, the emotional response 
to three 15-second sprints was actually substantially better than to two 20-second sprints. And um, that the physiological stress measured in peak heart rate was the same. And so uh, we're discussing this with, with our academic partners. Um, the, the, the presumption is, so we induce the same physical stress, have presumably the same um, training benefit, but have a better physiologic, uh, emotional response. And that makes, to, makes then adherence easier. So it takes a little bit more time, takes like three minutes more time because you have an additional sprint. Um, and you sprint for 45 seconds rather than 40 seconds. So three times 15 rather than two times 20. But you have the same physiological stress, but it feels better for our users. So that's, that's something really important for us to yeah. um, help our riders find ways that they can adhere to and stick to their workouts because that is, that is really, that's the holy grail. Yeah. Yep. It's the key in, in, in life mm -hmm. and really anything that we do and it's building those habits. And speaking of the habits, I know, you know, talk about some of the new features. I know you have, um, this habit tracker that is in within the app, within the Carol app and the tablet. Yeah. And then there's also some, we were talking about VO two max earlier. There's some yeah, ways yeah, of measuring yeah. VO two max. So yeah. Talk about some of the new features. Sure. Sure. So, um, since we've last been on the show, so one, we, we've included more workouts, um, and that's, um, part of what what Carol bike is it's we we want it to be the smartest bike and so we have a, a steady software development effort to to include more workouts to to improve our algorithms and so on to make it the 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 easiest and most effective way to to get your cardio done um and those some of these new workouts they they contribute to that and uh, that we help users stick to to it the habit score so that's um, like, like your sleep score from your aura ring or so. It's a score from zero to 100 that, that should encourage and um, in some ways reward in a, in a kind of fun way um, you sticking to your workout routine. So um, that, that's one new feature to um, help people. Okay, because not everybody's on top of the leaderboard. It's... Um, by by nature of a leaderboard, you have like <laughs> you you have some people who sit on top and others who are not who, who see their improvement. And so um, with the habit score, that's everybody. Um, if they if they put in the effort, they can score a hundred. So so that's that's one element of it. Um, so that's a nice new feature that we've uh, recently released. Uh, another nice uh, feature is a. Uh, sub-maximal VO2 max test. Um, and we're actually really happy and I got good response uh, to that from our users. Um, so VO2 max is really important and we've, we've discussed it earlier at length, but to, to test VO2 max properly um, is both actually quite a lot of effort in terms of the equipment that you'd need because you'd, you'd need to have... Uh, a breathing mask and a gas analyzer to, to really measure like the, the oxygen and CO2 mix in the air that you inhale and exhale. Um, and you need to perform a, a graded exercise um, kind of with increasing intensity till absolute exhaustion. And, and that's really tough. So um, I've done this a few times and it's 
doable, but you by the end of it, you sound really silly because you're you're panting and and um, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's and it's not so easy to to really go until absolute like aerobic exhaustion. And what we have is a a test, and this is a quite new one. This is a quite recently developed, which provides a good estimate of VO two max based on um, a first four minute ride at a very low intensity, and we measure your heart rate throughout that, um, and then a four minute ride, um, so it's back to back, at um, a, a moderate intensity that should feel somewhat hard. And we see how much your heart rate increases as a response to that higher load. And, and thereby, we can calculate your and estimate your VO2 max. And so the scientific studies have shown um, that there's very strong correlation to VO2 max. And so you'd have um, a relatively easy opportunity to get a, a good estimate for your VO2 max. And you see then how you compare well, against everybody else, um, so that we, we use reference tables, um, scientific reference tables uh, based on U.S. population. So you'd, you'd get a quite good view as to where you stand for your age, for your gender, and so on. And it's easy enough that you could also repeat that periodically and then get, um, I, I mean, have the receipts really black and white, black and white, and see how much you improved and. Um, keep tracking your VO2 max, given how important it is. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Um, you know, I was also thinking, uh, with, with all the new research that is coming out, you know, have you seen athletes or even Olympians or MMA athletes and other people that used to do a lot of this long, boring cardio, because that's what we were told to do. And do you see these guys actually saying, you know what, I'm going to do, even though let's say I run, um, I don't know, let's say I run the 400 meters, which is a, you know, it's mm -hmm. a hard run, or maybe yeah. I, I run a marathon. I don't know. But do you, have you seen any of these guys transition to the Carroll bike and go, I'm going to do all my training primarily mm -hmm. rehit and then do some longer runs later because mm -hmm. that's, that's mm -hmm. also good. Have you seen, a, have you seen any transition in the last couple of years? So I wouldn't even say a transition. So and I, I'm quoting here some uh, of the researchers we work with. So Professor Gipala, for example, um, uh, at McMaster's University. Uh, he, he was quite clear um, in, in discussions with us that there's actually no, or there's, you, you can't be a serious, really top level endurance athlete if you don't also do interval training and, and high intensity interval training. So at the really the, the top end and of, of endurance training and, and the top athletes, they all also include high intensity and very vigorous workouts in their routines. And that's in some ways, that's where the zone two and zone five approach actually comes from. Um, the, the zone two and zone five training is, uh, taken and derived from the training program that professional cycling athletes do. Um, and it's literally just a function of, um, so they train 30, 35 hours per week. About one of hour per day can be at vigorous intensity. So that's then whatever five, six, seven hours 
at, at vigorous intensity per week. But then they still have like 25 to 30 hours left. And that is typically done in zone two. And that's the 80-20 the split for zone two and zone five training. Um, because you, you just couldn't do more than the uh, like one hour per day or so vigorous intensity. Um, but yes, absolutely. So to, to come back, all serious top-level endurance athletes or, or generally top-level athletes will include vigorous intensity in their training regime. That's, that's just what it is. And then, yes, because they basically do this as a full-time job, they've fitted up with zone two training. Yeah, really neat. Cool. That's good to know. That's, that's, that's cool. Um, and then just, you know, the other thing I was thinking is you've got a lot, like you said earlier, and you've got a lot of new and fun workouts. I, for me, primarily I do the, I do the two 20 second sprints mm -hmm. three times a week. Yeah, that's, because, that's my go-to as well. And actually that's, I mean, that, that's why people buy our bike because that's so compelling. Um, and that's the main workout that most people do. But we have, of course, all the other options, and you can do longer workouts, you can do zone-based trainings, you can do free ride, you can stream it with whatever Netflix, you can use it with Peloton if you want to. Um, you can use it with cycling apps like Swift. So this is, we, we try to cover off basically, uh, or give a really versatile um, choice of things so that everybody in the household could use the bike because the truth of the matter is most people have one bike at home. They don't have two or three bikes. So we're, we're super specialized in terms of rehit and that, that's why people buy a Carol bike. Um, but then we, we have probably more choice than any other bike in terms of what else you can do with it because we realize um, if you have a family at home, you know, there might be different, different preferences. People want to have a little bit more choice. And, and so we, we can, and we can, um, we can give that choice and versatility. Yeah. One of, uh, one that I'll do every now and then just cause it's fun and it's different. And it's, mm -hmm. I think it's like 60 or 30 sprints, but they're only eight seconds. And I think it's one of the fat burn workouts. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't know where that came from. I was really curious, like what, there had to be a study or something that you guys had, mm -hmm. had seen yeah, for true. that, but, but that's a real fun one too. So, uh, we, we got that, in fact, so, so Professor Yibala, who I mentioned earlier, he, he he's brought the author, out, Ulrich, he's the author of the one minute workout, correct? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Okay, cool. That's, that's it. And, um, yeah, and we, he, he does research on the car with Carol bikes in his lab now, um, because it's just a bit easier than having a lab technician and we, we work closely with him. Um, so that's right. And the, the fat burn series is actually one of the workouts featured in his book. And, um, so, so that, that's where it comes from. And that one is one that, I mean, you sweat like hell and it's, it's really hard, but the calorie burn is, is, um, unreal. So, um, if weight management is your, your primary objective, um, then that's a very effective, uh, way to burn a phenomenal amount of calories in a really short time. So that is, you, you do um, 30 or 45 or 60, like eight second sprints with a, with a 12 second recovery. And the sprints are less intense. Um, um, and you, you try to be at like 80, 85% of your max heart rate. Um, and yes, it's, it's a very, 
it's a very demanding workout. So it's, uh, while it's still relatively short, like 15 minutes, the, the shortest version, um, it's, yeah, that's, that's a tough one. Um, and I, I don't do that every day. Um, in fact, so my, my go-to workout is the 220 seconds that I do religiously at least three times a week, probably more like four or five times per week because, because I can. Um, and then the others I, I mix in how I feel like, yeah. 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 One of my favorite workouts, by the way, in the one minute workout is the Wingate classic, which I don't think is on the bike. I think that's where you do like a 30 second sprint. Um, yeah. and then you get like a oh. four minute rest and then you, you do it four times that one. Exactly. Now, now yeah. here's the thing. So we, we haven't got that in because, because research suggests that it's just harder and doesn't actually offer additional benefits. And, um, in fact, research even suggests that you get less out of it. And that's, um, is, is almost hard to believe, but the, the theory behind it, this, like nobody understands that is exactly. So this is, um, we're, we're, scientists are a bit puzzled by it, but it seems to be that if you do more or longer sprints that you get less benefits. Now that's, that's completely contrary. Ulrich, to how... you just made my day. Thank you. Yeah. No, the thing is <laughs> this, this, that's contrary to how exercise uh, usually works. Usually exercise works. Um, you get more benefits if you do longer exercise or harder exercise. And now here it seems to be if you do longer sprints and, or more sprints, you get less benefits. So how could that happen? And the, the presumed explanation is that um, psychology kicks in. So you, you know you have to do, let's say, four 30-second sprints. Now that's, that's quite a long time. and you you pace yourself. You don't go all out. If you have just two 20-second sprints, that's psycho psychologically um, so short that most people can actually go all out in those two short sprints and push to their limits. And in fact, so, so I have, it's not no pain, no gain, because the last five seconds of a 20-second sprint are actually quite hard, yeah? Your, your legs start to burn. Big time. And it's, it's quite hard if you really push to your limits. But it's, you, you're almost finished by the time it starts to hurt. It doesn't, mm -hmm. it doesn't hurt like uh, terribly much, but it, before you're, you're almost finished when the pain kicks in and thereby you're able to really push to your limits and therefore get all the amazing rehab benefits. If you know there's like four, five, six sprints and they're longer, they're 30, 40 seconds, you start to pace yourself. You're not going all out. You're not pushing to your limit. And then you're just losing that element that actually drives the effectiveness of rehit, which, which is really that you go from zero to max in an instant. You, you force your muscles to mobilize these emergency energy reserves. You, you simulate a fight or flight situation. And that's really what, what um, then triggers the release of those signaling molecules. So you're, you're taking away from some of the cleverness of the workout. And so, so that's the reason why we haven't included that yet. However, and here I can, can give a little bit of an outlook of our uh, development roadmap. So we will include, um, probably with our next app release, a 
have like we, I think we're going to call it a workout builder or so. So where you can build your own workout and actually can do that in in more ways and more sophisticated ways than than any other bike would offer. And then basically design your own workout if that is what you want to do. And this is again about choice. And I would still expect that the vast majority of people will do the 220 second sprints because that's what's been proven to work. Yeah. But if you feel like doing four 30 second sprints, I don't want to stand in the way. <laughs> so I don't want to anymore right. because it also, you know, the wing gate, I believe you take a four minute rest in between. So <laughs> the workout even though it's only two minutes of work, there's a lot of, it ends up being like a 30 minute workout because you got to rest. So uh, exactly I'm really that. happy that you said, no, Joel, 320, <laughs> 220 seconds and you're fine. So that I mean, look, actually we're all about choice good. and freedom and, and <laughs> you can, uh, whatever is good for you. And there, um, and in fact, so, so one thing is because, um, you know, people might have very specific ideas as to, uh, as to what they, uh, favor and the, so, so we want to cater for that and, and give people the flexibility and the option and the choice. There is always the struggle to kind of keep it plain and simple and just, um, because we want to save people time. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so therefore, um, we, we don't want to create something that's confusing and where people have to like long think about what to do. It should be really a, the most easy, the, the easiest and most accessible way to, to exercise. But then um, that shouldn't compromise choice. So, so this will come um, in the first quarter of next year. And um, yeah, I hope it lands well and uh, that our riders appreciate it. Yeah, I think it's going to be great because people like I, here I am saying, well, I want the Wingate Classic. People always mm. want novelty in something new. And, um, and, and so it'll bring that novelty. And I think people will enjoy it. But I think at the end of the day, people will always go back to the classic yeah. two, yeah. two by 20 uh, seconds. Yeah, see, and then here's so our next thing is then also that we, we want to allow people to, to basically share their, um, their designed workouts. So if you have, um, say, say you're coaching a number of people who, um, who also use the Carol bike, um, that you could design a workout, um, and it's the way we, we let you design that workout, it gets personalized for each individual. Um, but then that others could basically also access that. We, we, so there's still a little bit of design work to be done, um, but that's, that's how we think about it. So giving people the choice to, to design and share workouts to, yeah, to, to basically fit their, their fitness and workout needs. Very cool. Well, I want to wrap things up and uh, this was amazing again for round two and just kind of highlight again, Ulrich, where can people uh, find you and care and the good folks of Carol bike and learn more about you? I didn't mention this, but I believe there is also, if anybody's interested in, in getting a bike and getting a, a discount, there's a discount code, Joel Evan, you can use that. And I think you'll get a nice uh, hefty discount, but um, yeah, let everybody know where they can connect with you on social or just go and get a bike if they're interested in getting one. Yeah. So. The the best way is go to our website at carolbike.com or on all socials with um, at the Carol Bike. It's always the same handle. Um, and one thing maybe to highlight. So when you purchase a bike, um, you get free delivery and we offer a 100-day risk-free trial. And 100-day period is really enough to see whether you like it, whether you can do it consistently, whether you feel the benefits. 
So we offer that 100-day risk-free trial. If it's not for you, for any reason, we just pick up the bike and you get a full refund. So that's, um, uh, that's just a reflection. We, we don't uh, operate showrooms. So we have to give um, uh, people, our, our customers, like that additional peace of mind and reassurance that if, it, if it's not for them, then yeah, sure, we'll pick it up and we'll give you a refund. Very cool. Wow. Well, thank you. Ulrich from Carol Bike. Appreciate you, brother. Thanks for coming on for round two. Thank you so much. That was great. Thank you.